User feedback. Feedback's always good, Janina. What what yeah. have we got? What do they have uh, to say? Well, let's start off uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, Ericsson Network's uh, LinkedIn page from Pratik. He writes, 5G for dummies and a little happy face. Couldn't get simpler and more to the point than this. Isn't that good? That's, <laughs> That's a good great. comment. Yeah. First I was like, oh. at least it's not at least it's not 5G by dummies. <laughs> yes, it could be. Could as might as well be. <laughs> episode of our podcast, The Voice of 5G. And in the webcast studio today, as always, we have me, Janina Hedberg, and you, Paul Cowling. So, Paul, I think we need to start off with uh, some uh, loud computer Loud background noises. Sorry, Janina. We need to explain uh, some noises in the last podcast, though, because... uh, when I listened to it, uh, it wasn't that pronounced. But when we were here in the studio, it was quite loud. So we had, I think it was something in the ventilation system. And it sounded like a jet airplane taking off. But in the podcast, it sounds like someone's tapping the microphone. And, and it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't Paul. So sorry about that. But uh, hope it wasn't too disturbing, at least. And it was so much fun to have uh, Sibel Tombas. Uh, uh, it was there. really good. Yeah, we did the same thing on this podcast. So we invited uh, Patrick Sierval, who's uh, just released the new edition of Ericsson Mobility Report. And uh, we're going to have an interview with him a little bit later in this podcast. Uh, we got a mail from Petter, who wanted to say... Uh, He's enjoying our podcast. It's perfect to have in the background when doing chores in the weekend. Thank you, Peter. That's great to hear. And for your correction corner, he said, though, <laughs> the first iPhone was on 2G, GSM. And I actually Googled that. Did you and see it? And yeah, he's right. Yes, yeah. he's definitely right. So, <laughs> so <if> you, <laughs> He was a bit of a brick. <laughs> yeah, if you've got one of those in your, in your bedside cabinet, the gathering dust, keep it. Because yeah. it's it's uh, it's going to be a classic. You, yeah. you know, you'll be able to show it to your grandchildren and say, "This is the first generation iPhone," yeah. and they'll say, "What's an iPhone, Grandpa?" <laughs> yeah, and he also says that HS, HSDPA peak rate is forty-two megabit per second, and that's uh, that's three G. A version of three G. That's, or a... that's a version of three G. Yeah. We were discussing how fast could three G mm. be. Yeah, and what did uh, we compared, say? Well, I can't remember what we said. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even eighty megabits per second. But, but uh, you know, four G when it came was maybe up to seventy-five megabits per second uh, mm-hmm. when it started. So three G comes fairly close. Yeah, but of so course, four G now is you can go. Oh, we, we've shown two gigabits per second. Yeah, so now it's so really, it's, really uh, fast. maybe quite a bit faster than 3G these days and we're soon we'll be on to 5G. Yeah, do you think that will be the same so it will start off a little bit lower and then work itself up? Oh, definitely. Although I, I think the thing with uh, the thing with 5G is that we're going to find uh, depending on which spectrum band you used, which we talked about last time, uh, then you're, you're going to see a range of different speeds 
uh, but they're going to combine those together so that you, that you get a good experience. And I think the thing with the thing with future networks is, is for you as a user, it's not going to be so much about how, you know, what what speed can I get? It's what reaction time can I get? Do it, is it quick enough that I don't notice the the network? When I'm when I'm doing things, so can we avoid the thing you have today? When you get to the edge of a cell, you get to a dead spot in the network, and suddenly my uh, what I thought I was I have for you know 100 megabits per second becomes half a megabit per second or something, mm. and everything happens really slowly. That's what we want to get rid of. Mm. Yeah, I also get an, got another email from Peter. He said, "I listened to the new episode today." And that's it was the indeed, Spectrum episode. Yeah, that's the Spectrum episode. Uh, it was indeed a bit of a deep dive when Sibel entered the show, but it was really good. And then he says, uh, I suggest that you decide on if the target group should be really basic or if it should be, uh, I mean, target group for the podcast, or if it should be people that are somewhat familiar with the basics, but not into the details. And I think that we that is the target group that we want. We we want to reach these people that are working in the telecom industry, people like myself, who are, yeah, we're, we're working towards 5G. We are, this is a new technology, but one might not know the complete details of everything and that's ne- what's new and but i think it's i mean i think for for me it's people that uh, are interested in the technology but don't necessarily understand all about the technology yeah and we hope to to get some people who have the deep insights into technology and make it a little bit more easy to understand yeah but uh, if you're listening Let us know your view. What, what is it uh, that you're wanting to get from the podcast? What, yeah. You know, what's your background and experience? And what would you like to hear more of? Yeah. And you can mail us on... 5G podcast at ericsson.com. That's 5G podcast in one word. At ericsson with C and two S's dot com. Paul, yeah, what's I, happened uh, during uh, the last week? Uh, last week. A, last, uh, a week is a long time in telecoms. Um, but uh, there was one thing that... Uh, that came up in the news flow this week that I thought would be interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can find more details of this on our, on our news release pages. But we we published some news with uh, together with our partners, Deutsche Telekom, uh, around an industry solution which we've uh, done for Osram, manufacturer. A lot of people know them because they make light bulbs. Yes. Uh, and I, that, for me, it's a really interesting case. It's, it's actually all about 4G, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it here but it's about industrial automation uh, it's about uh, f- uh, using IOT with a cellular network it's about uh, using IOT for um, uh, you know, for f- f- in, in the factory and I think it's a classic case of the areas where we see that 5G having a role to play in the future and in fact that this this uh, partnership this the work we're doing with Osram 5G is very much on the horizon there So we have an interview today as well, like last episode, Paul. Excellent. Uh, and uh, we have here in the studio Patrick Sjervall, who's the editor-in-chief uh, of Ericsson Mobility Report, uh, which came out just a few days ago. Yes, thank you, Janina. It's a pleasure to be here. Really good. 
And uh, I'm super happy the fact that we managed to release another report came out on, on the 27th. So, I mean, it's always great when you uh, do a project like this. So you work for, for uh, so many months and putting all the effort into getting all the details right and so on. And eventually when you release it, it feels super good. Uh, and we came out on, on the 27th and we have had a great reach so far. So it's mm -hmm. super good to be also here to be able to talk about it a bit. Yeah. Uh, and this is your, did I calculate right, 15th? 15th time report. that we've done this full report. You know, we started in November 2011. Uh, and that was in response to the fact that we had all the data for quite some time back then also, but we never really put it together in a usable way. So uh, we basically within Ericsson and outside, everyone was referring to others mm. and other reports. And, and uh, that wasn't so fun because we knew we knew know this, this thing about uh, mobile data and, and traffic better than anyone else, having mm. networks everywhere. Uh, so eventually we got, got it together and, and put out the report. Yeah, uh, perhaps we should go down to basics. Not everyone in the world know what Ericsson Mobility Report is. What is it? It is a compilation of most of the insights and data that we have from, from being able to, to support over um, 100 live networks in the world where we get data from. Uh, we compile that together, we look at the trends, and we have also doing a forecast for the next five years up to, in this case, 2024, to see how many subscriptions will we have in the world, how many unique subscribers will there be, uh, what are people actually going to do with their phones, and, and what's happening in terms of, of traffic, uh, how much mobile data are we going to use, how many gigabytes will there be in, in the world in, in 2024. And, so. and, and what's the answer then? How many gigabytes of data will there be in 2024? A lot. <laughs> A lot. You can't even count them in gigabytes. You have to go over to something called exabytes. Exabytes is, is it's far beyond gigabytes. It's gigabytes of gigabytes it's, in some way. Like millions of gigabytes. Exactly, or it's even more than that. Um, yeah. So uh, when we talk about exabytes, we actually are getting up to to uh, on monthly basis uh, something called 100 and almost 130, 35 gig, uh, exabytes per month. And just to put it in perspective, if we think about the, the global traffic that we have in all the networks going over all the smartphones in the world, um, that traffic times five, that is what we will see in, in, in uh, 2024. Mm. And this 2024, this is the first time that we see numbers for 2024, because the November report covers a new year. So before, yeah. we could only see figures for 2023. So yeah. That's how we how we do it basically. Yeah. So every uh, in November report, we always step the the period, the forecast period, one year. Mm. So now we're looking at uh, from 2018 where we are today up to 2024. Mm. Um, and, and, and what would you say was new compared to the, the report last year? What's, what's changed over, over yeah, the Yeah, I mean, year? we did one in June and we did one in November um, mm. last year. And, and looking at what has happened this year in 2018, I think the most um, biggest change has been the enormous uptake of traffic. Mm -hmm. um, in in terms 2018. Of, in 2018. Yeah. <clears throat> and that traffic comes a lot from China. Um, you know, we have been following what we call the, the traffic curve, or year-over-year -year growth. How much is traffic growing every year? When um, we have that in the report, where we actually talk about how it has gone from being quite a, a lot, uh, around 80% in, in back in 2013, it's gone down to around um, 50 60% every year increase. Uh, but now we're back to 80%. 
mm. and we haven't had so high growth numbers since 2013. Mm. Um, and what's most amazing with that is that we do that from a much, much higher base of traffic. So the traffic is, of course, increasing. So 80% on something really, really big is huge. It's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. And, and how much of that is um, new people getting uh, mobile broadband subscriptions? Uh, so people who are getting LTE for the first time, and how much of that is uh, people using just using more? Yeah, I think both these things contribute, and mm. and and we see a big uptake of of users, uh, new users coming in. And when we look at it, we, we basically look at when mobile broadband or smartphones users, and say basically how many more smartphones users will there be in in 2024 comparison now. Right now we have somewhere around 5 billion subscriptions for smartphones and those are the ones we can count as almost as as the ones being able to connect with internet downloading apps doing looking at video and all of those um, and by 2024 we will have another 2.2 billion uh, smartphone users so a lot of the traffic coming uh, in the future will be for new smartphones and 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 of course what has happened the last year years uh, is of course a smartphone has grown quite a lot um, looking back to to when we did the forecast four or five years ago I think we underestimated the power of smartphones we mm-hmm. thought it would be growing <coughs> quite a lot but we never thought it would be so quick so smartphones have grown quicker than we thought it has also mean uh, also that the traffic in in smartphone users have grown quicker than we mm. thought mm. And, it, and it's a bit like it, it's a bit like roads, maybe. If you build a new road to to cope with the extra traffic, then as soon as you have a new road, then you get more traffic. Exactly, and <coughs> you always wonder where did that traffic come from? Right. Yeah, and yeah, and <laughs> I think it's the building. same here. Where is the, where, where, <laughs> how do people have time to do this yeah. and put so much you know looking at so much video? Uh, so uh, we're sitting here and and eyeing through. Um, text copies, or sorry, printed copies of the report. Yes. And it's quite fascinating. A lot of uh, things here about the development of 5G, which this podcast is, it is about. all about. Mm. But, but just to say, Janina, we've got printed copies, but you can, of course, go to the Ericsson.com website and download it and, yes. and, and get things yourself. And we also have two very cool tools which you can go into to play with the data. You're, if yeah. you're interested in what's happening in your region or what... Exactly. So basically all the data is available um, online. So you can get it downloaded into to, uh, Excel and play around with it. You can also modify the graphs. You can look at uh, trends and, and do a lot of, of different things that, that, um, that is possible I mean, with the data that we provide. Uh, so that's one tool. But we also look at what are we actually going to use all the data for? Uh, so we look at video resolutions, we look at different things to see how much traffic will that generate from a n- normal individual user. Mm-hmm. And we also write about it in the, in the report. And I think one thing, if I, if, if I may uh, pick up a, a, a number, you know, um, usually we look at, at a lot of YouTubes ri- uh, nowadays and, and, and people do that. If you're spending two minutes or uh, five minutes uh, per day and, and looking at a YouTube clip, um, over a course of a month, that would basically mean that you're spending around two gigabytes a month looking at YouTube. So five minutes YouTube watching per day becomes almost two gigabytes. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- that's a normal standard usage 
of, of what people do today. Yeah, I think that's in my plan about two gigabyte. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, but now as we see new type of formats, you know, have you heard about the you know virtual reality coming and then 360 degrees videos? You put these handset on, headsets on, and, and so on. If that continues to to arrive, so we believe that that could in- increase a lot. So if you do five minutes per day with virtual reality instead. That would mean that you spend five minutes. Five minutes per day, that would be twelve gigabytes a month. Yeah. If you instead use eight K and this uh, enormous projection, so basically you're 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 beaming it up <coughs> to a big screen or something so, like so that. Eight K. That's basically super duper high definition. Yeah, it's yeah. you know it's, it's the best you can add top yeah. on the line. Yeah. It's so good, so you can probably even zoom into the video while it's playing uh, and see the details of it. And um, while doing that, I mean, if you do that five minutes a day in the future, that would in itself give twenty five gigabytes a month. Yeah. Just five minutes a day. So mm. the different type of resolutions that comes also increases traffic without us spending more time. So that's yep. one point of, of, of looking at the traffic growth. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if, if you look in the numbers, it's, we're projecting something like 21 gigabytes as being an average user's data consumption yes. when we get to 2024. Yes. Mm. Uh, and we are right now around five. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. And... Um, That's why we need 5G. Well, I was about to ask, how much of that traffic, or how much of the traffic in 2024 do we expect to be on 5G? Um, we expect a lot to be on 5G, actually around 25%. Okay. Uh, That's a lot. That's a lot. So Yeah, especially as only 17% of people will have a, a 5G su- subscription. True. So, Or at least access to a 5G subscription. Yeah, so what that also tells us is that we expect then a, a 5G user to use more data um, than a 4G user, um, in, in relatively uh, mm-hmm. speaking, because, of course, 5G phones will be the newer one. They have better screens. They have better capabilities. They will also be uh, faster, and, and you get possible possibility to use them with for different services that you may not have been able to do before. So given all that, we expect then the 5G user to use more data, and therefore traffic will increase. Yeah, uh, d- that puts some pressure on the operators, both uh, when it comes to the network and their prices, I guess. Yes, it does. At least it puts a uh, pressure on, on, on always evolving the network. And, you know, when you, when you buy uh, or purchase new equipment, they will always be a little bit more efficient than the previous w- versions. And that in itself will improve the, the uh, cost per gigabyte as we look at it and, and make it possible for operators to actually use that. That together with the spectrum availability that comes with 5G makes it possible to build this capacity. Hmm. Mm. It's very timely that we talked Spectrum in our last podcast. Oh, you did? It yes. was. Yes, <laughs> super good. <laughs> good, good. <clears throat> uh, so you've been the editor for uh, Ericsson Mobility Report now for seven years. Yes, that's yeah. a long time. It's <laughs> a long time. <laughs> First of all, I can ask, aren't you getting tired of it? <laughs> <laughs> so what do I say now? Now, <laughs> the, um, the funny thing is that I, I don't get tired of it because we're, we're 
I'm so lucky to be able to work, first of all, in a, in a great team that always pushes me and pushes, we push ourselves to, to evolve it. So if you look at the report we started with and the report we have now, it's a totally different thing. I mean, we started with a report. First of all, it was called Traffic and Market Data Report when we started. <laughs> so we didn't even get the name right. And no one could even remember that. I don't know why I remember it. But, but anyway, we, we had that name. Eventually, we changed it to, to the Eric's Mobility Report. But nowadays, it's not just a report. It's it's a complete channel. It's uh, all these tools we've talked about, all the, the assets that we create. And, and we have a story in a different way in the report. And, and we're always telling a story. And the good thing is, of course, that the industry is changing so fast. So the story changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we started in a time when 4G was basically totally new. And we saw the whole evolution of 4G uh, as we were looking into every edition of the report. Now we can get the same journey again, but with 5G. Mm. Super interesting. And on top of that, of course, IoT. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Cool. There's a lot of other figures we should say also in the Mobility Report. There is not just 5G in it. There is no. so much content. There is a lot of content. And yeah. and, and I tried to once to actually count the amount of individual uh, numbers we had put into the report. I think mm. it was over 600 data points. Uh, in the report itself, <coughs> just looking at it. And if you then download the data in, in, in the tool, you get all the data, all the, mm. all the, all, all the behind the figure, behind the graph figures. Yeah. Mm. And as you said, you have a really solid team <laughs> working with you. And I can mention that uh, if anyone wants to see Patrick and his team live, they can go to Ericsson's Facebook page and see the Facebook Live you did on the launch day of the Mobility Report, which was November 27th. Uh, yes, and then you get to see a little bit more how the content puts, uh, is put together yeah. and the tool we show, uh, show that and also the project and how it works to, to, to do this work. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Hmm. Uh, but so you've been doing this for seven years, a long time. What's the most surprising um, over change this over this year in data or <laughs> for I think mobile I, networks? Yeah, I think I touched upon it a little bit that we were, we were um, I think we overestimated the number of mobile subscriptions that there mm-hmm. would be. We have taken that down over time. We underestimated smartphones and data traffic. Mm-hmm. And I think that always surprises me how the big force in, in traffic and, uh, and how that actually changes things. So that's one big thing. Um, but then we've done a, a couple of really interesting things in the report wh- which have, have shaken a little bit in, in our own communication and how we have talked about. Um, people might remember that, that we talked about and we still have a vision of 50 billion connected devices. Uh, now we're talking about connected devices also in, in, in the report and then we have to separate them, the forecast numbers and the vision. And that mm. we did with the report as well. So that was an interesting journey mm. to get into <coughs> a, to an, to a, a more realistic number for that. Mm-hmm. And now there, one of the key uh, points in the report is, of course, that 5G is starting to take off. Yes, it with is. With the first mm. uh, launches and first uh, mo- mobile phones, devices announced and, and so mm. on. Uh, and even you have a separate uh, article in the report or part of the report, which is the 5G device outlook. Yes. Uh, can you talk something about that? How, 
but what's happening yeah. there? When, when are we getting there? Yeah, when can I get my 5G phone? <laughs> yeah, I know you're eager to get one, Paul. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you'll have to wait a little bit more. Uh, first of all, um, the, the big... Um, players in the market, the manufacturers of, of, of handsets, have a lot of them announced that they will have a 5G uh, device ready by April next year, uh, around April. In, and, and basically after that, continue to have uh, phones coming as a steady stream. Um, and, and you know, in 5G there's different spectrum bands, and, and I know you talked about it, the, the mid-band, the, the, the high bands, and the low bands. But mid-bands are the phones that will come first mm-hmm. uh, on to cover that one. Uh-huh. Um, which of course, for the big markets, we, we see US market, Japan, South Korea, and, and China being early, and, and of course that depends that that drives a lot which phones are are, are going to be available mm-hmm. but also for Europe of course the midband is important mm-hmm. cool. um, so you will get it but then it's also depending on how fast the, the network in the country you are Paul how fast that will be built out yeah so, so I need to ask Telia or three or somebody when when are they going to give me a 5g phone exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all about the uh, so if, you, if, if, if you're listening you can send us a mail <laughs> <laughs> exactly when can paul get his phone uh, exactly <laughs> uh, but also in the report mm. you can see there is a big difference between the regions when they will get 5g and how much 5g mm the regions will or different areas how, of the world how fast subscriptions will grow yeah yeah i mean it's a big difference between like you here north america they will have 55 percent uh 5g in 2024 yeah so i mean the big markets are going to build out um, i mean everyone is start, starting with 5g quite early but they will be building out the capability and then we believe the evolution of subscriptions over to 5G will happen quicker than relatively set in, in, in um, North America, while uh, Northeast Asia will have the most amount of 5G subscriptions by mm-hmm. far because mm-hmm. it's such a right. populous area. Yeah. Um, many other markets will start with 5G, but you should also realize that the first two years there will not be many subscriptions. It will take a while before you people actually get you know, <laughs> get interested and start to really, in a mass case, you will have the early adopters. They will get the 5G phone early. Maybe, Paul, you're an mm. early adopter, aren't you? Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you can get one early. Yeah. But otherwise, you, you probably have a, a stepwise approach. And, and what we've seen before in our earlier generation is that when we get to the third generation of chipsets, mm-hmm. uh, then the prices have come down, and that's usually when the, the mass scale take-up will happen. So yeah, and th- when is that then? In the so time? that's uh, 2020. 2020. Sometime uh, yeah. around 2020, and that is also visible when we look at them. And that basically around 2021, that's where we actually going to see significant amount of 5G subscriptions mm. growing and all the way up to 1.5 billion in 2024. But a lot of that growth will happen then in the, in the last two three years up to 2024. So so we can make a prediction here that the, the, the Christmas 2020. That's the the, the Christmas the present of, of the, the year, year is going to be a 5G, 5G phone. phone. Yes. <coughs> Potentially with the handsets available, with a VR uh, headset available as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there will be a lot of, 
over these years, of course, there will be a lot of new ways of using this uh, new technology, and we never, we don't mm-hmm. know how, what will be the winning uh, use case or application mm-hmm. of, for 5G. We don't know that yet, right? No, and I think we learned from from the 3G discussions mm-hmm. when everyone said that. You know, video telephony would be the the killing uh, use case, and and that never happened. That we it's hard to predict. Um, and then when the the smartphone came, that was really the the big take up of of, um, of mobile broadband back then. I think it's the same thing now. We can um, argue on different types of technology and what will happen, but the the innovation power that comes with having so many people having access to new technology means that there will be a lot of development of new things that we never thought of before. Another thing that happened the same mm. day as he launched the Ericsson Mobility Report was that Cisco's Visual Network Index report also came, came out, out. Yeah. on and the same day. We usually don't uh, hit the same day. Yeah, did you, uh, did you align with them no, before? No, we didn't. Uh, um, but we are aware of each other and we talk uh, if we meet in, in, in events and, and so so what? But I mean, you should realize that Cisco has been actually doing this for longer time than us. Mm. Uh, they st- they have a name which no one remembers that we started <laughs> as well. But they <laughs> apparently they are keeping their name. They're not changing it. Um, but their focus has been, of course. I mean, Cisco is is very big on 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 the fixed traffic side, and they know a lot of what's happening that goes through the, the, the big edge service and so on that they provide. So, of course, they can see a global picture, both with fixed and mobile in one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, are, are more looking at than how much is Wi-Fi tra- traffic and how mm-hmm. much is different type of, of things. And, and um, But they also look at, at mobile side as well. But I think that, that we come from a little bit different perspectives, um, but we are quite aligned on the view that we have. Oh, um, you are. Yeah. So you, you check the numbers and, and compare. We check the numbers. And yeah. I, to be honest, uh, we saw that Cisco have actually changed their forecast a little bit now in the latest uh, VNI uh, to be even more closer to ours. Oh, <laughs> and that's that not brings sure me to what, <laughs> why, what happened. But that actually <laughs> brings me to another question. This report is is uh, uh, it's I think it's highly regarded both within Ericsson and also outside. And it's the base for, I guess, a lot of decisions uh, mm. out there. How how scared are you of being wrong? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that is something that, that uh, I try not to think about too much. <laughs> uh, and uh, knock on wood, we have managed quite well so far. But we know, I mean, in, in our forecast, we know we are wrong. No one can do. For, <laughs> no one can do forecast and yeah. be absolutely 100 percent accurate. Yeah. So in that we have some kind of comfort knowing that that we are wrong yeah, from the start. You're, you're <coughs> as, as wrong as everybody else. We is. are as wrong as everybody else, but uh, we hope to be a little bit less wrong than everybody else sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I think we're we see the trends, and and as we are relying on the data that we receive from the networks, and that goes into our modeling. We know we have a base to stand on, which actually is real fact and data. And that gives me a, a, a sense of, of comfort knowing that, that whatever we say, this is what the networks actually are saying about the usage that we are doing. So um, having said that, I think it, it um, so far has been um, very, very well received. And uh, do you have any 
Uh, like you've been working here with the with this report, mm-hmm. building it up from the bottom, yes. and like now it's like a highly regarded one of our key assets within Ericsson that we use and talk about almost mm. all the time. Do you have anything you want to say to us as podcaster? Pre- pre- it just started this podcast. We're now on episode four. You have any, <laughs> any tips? Any, any tips? advice? I think it's uh, one thing that uh, when I started, I, I basically said that if we're if we're going to survive, if we survive three editions, then we made it. That I mean, we get if we do one edition, that's, one that's a good and thing. A half once off, years, yeah, one and a half year. Yeah. If we do a second a edition <coughs> after after. A year, uh, then people th- gave us another sh- shot at it. If we are able to do th- a third edition, which is basically one year, one and a half year, then uh, then it probably is quite good. So one and a half year. Okay. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see you here next year to talk about yes. the November two thousand and nineteen yes. so edition if you continue, of the report. If you were here then, then you have succeeded. <laughs> So Good consistency, continue as just doing the same thing a lot. Well, I guess we and have doing to. doing it well. And doing it well. We but you are already doing it well, oh, aren't yeah. you? You've been doing it well for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> we have to thank our listeners. <laughs> thank you for listening this time. And thank you, Patrice Erval, hmm? for coming here and talking to us in thank the you. studio. Uh, and uh, Just a last reminder. Yeah. If you want to know more about the mobility report, if you want to, to hear about some of the uh, some of the other content that's in the mobility report, we have a webinar coming. Tell us about the webinar, Janina. Uh, no, Patrick, you have, oh. a web- you have a webinar yes. coming. So I have a webinar together with my chief analyst uh, in on the fourth of December, um, and we'll do it one in the morning, one in the afternoon, so everyone can tune in. And we will go through the details of the report and really give you the insight to why do we think as we think and why do we say as we say mm. and what does this data actually mean. And you can so ask questions there too. And you can ask questions. Yeah. yeah. And, so and if you miss the webinar date, can I get it online afterwards? It will be on demand online afterwards. afterwards. So please check it out. Really good. And uh, subscribe to this podcast as well <laughs> while you're at it. And you get all the hot <laughs> tips on things to all watch. All the hot tips. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Thank you and bye. bye.